beyond Zoom bombing, video conferencing security. I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Charles Henderson, Global Managing Partner and Head of X-Force Red at IBM. Welcome back, Charles. Hey, thanks for having me again. Of course. Remind our, uh, our audience what you do at IBM X-Force Red. So I run a team of hackers. So it's the coolest job in the world. And X-Force Red, that team, uh, is charged with hacking anything to secure everything. So when our clients have something they created, have something they use, um, when they have something they're worried about the security of, they hire us to attack it before the criminals have a chance to. And that's really important because, look, when we attack something on behalf of our clients, we give them a report with vulnerabilities and action items they can take to fix those, to remediate those vulnerabilities. When a criminal attacks that target, they're going to exploit those vulnerabilities. And the only report that that client will possibly get is a IR report, an incident response report, a forensics report, or contact from law enforcement about a security shortcoming. So what we are very much trying to stay ahead of the curve and identify vulnerabilities before a criminal has a chance to. You just authored and published a blog post on IBM's security intelligence website about video conferencing security. With, with so many more working remotely now, what kind of calls are you getting from your customers on this topic? So, you know, we used to get a lot of calls about the, 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 like the video cameras or the smart controllers or the smart conference rooms where they had like 15 cameras and microphones everywhere so that they could do really cool conference calls. And when we get these calls, hey, we're worried about somebody compromising one of these. And you know, th those were valid calls too because on more than one occasion, we took over a conference room, not in the terms of a call, but were able to eavesdrop in the conference room or watch the conference room. Um, and we would get these calls and it was sort of, it was somebody worried about espionage on their board or something like that. It was, it was, I don't, you know, I don't want to say James Bondy, but it was like, it, it was a, a skilled attacker. Suddenly that's pivoted to, hey, we use blotty blah conferencing system and we've heard about all the bombing going on in terms of the, the conference call bombing. Um, and we are concerned about somebody hopping on one of our calls. What, what does that look like? And so we've been answering a lot of questions for our clients. And, and the short answer is that when we, we built these conference call uh, solutions, we were focused on making them really easy to use. And a lot of the protection was based on lack of attacks going on. You know, you had maybe a lot less usage and it was, it was a fairly, it was a wide attack space. Suddenly everybody's having every meeting on these conference call uh, calling uh, services. And a lot of them are oversubscribed, which makes brute forcing into these rooms a lot easier. Your team of hackers at X-Force Red observed an issue looming long before the pandemic. Tell us about it. So, you know, one of the, I think, huge problems with video conferencing in general was that 
um, a lot of these rooms are persistent. You have the same room over and over again because you want to make it easy. You want to make it so that you put the same meeting link in every invite you throw out. And you want to have a template for that invite. And what that means is that um, as we move to these, these conference call scenarios, uh, it, it, it's very easy for someone to just hop into the conference call. And if you think that about that as opposed to, say, a meeting room, and I'm, by meeting room, I don't mean virtual. I mean an actual conference uh, uh, room. Remember those. Um, where you show up, you sit down in chairs. If somebody shows up that you didn't invite to a meeting, sits down in the chair next to you, you notice, right? But on, on these conference calls, because of you know, memes like conference call bingo and uh, other things, you have a tendency where room owners have disabled the join tone. They don't really do a roll call. They don't establish who everyone is. So it becomes increasingly easier to join these calls. And uh, really, because you're trying to cater to the, often the sales team or somebody that really needs an easy path towards um, usability on these conference calling systems, we've removed a lot of the barriers. We've made it really easy to use. But with ease of use, often comes degraded security and there, there's the happy medium 95 percent of these calls by the way could have been emails probably but in addition they don't have a ton of uh, uh confidential information but the remaining five percent those are the ones that we need to address with the risk-based approach maybe add a meeting password that's maybe unique or, or maybe just rotated um we need to um pay special attention to who's gonna be on the call. And, and the person who's setting up this call can do so in advance. They can start thinking about, hey, what kinds of things are we gonna discuss? You know, you're going to treat um, a meeting to figure out what a t-shirt is gonna look like ahead of a conference a lot differently than you're going to treat, uh, treat your board meeting or your investor meeting, uh, where you are going to be discussing maybe unreleased financial results. These are these things are not the same, but you can take a risk-based approach. We don't apply the same security policies that we apply everywhere else in the, the organization to, to these kinds of video virtual conference calls. And it, it's a policy gap. It's, it, it's not even the video conference call companies that have failed us. It's, it's us failing ourselves. We, we, we just haven't held the same policy. How might our home IoT or our home networking vulnerabilities possibly compromise our home video conferencing? You know, it, it's interesting because you always think of all these devices like, you know, video cameras or whatnot as these purpose-built magic boxes. Well, the truth is they're all using similar firmware, if not the same. They're using um, uh, uh, the same hardware. Um, and they're, they're basically little uh, computers. And, and, and that means that uh, they're, 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 they're vulnerable to compromise just like every other piece of uh, computer equipment in your house. Um, what's more, um, you have a lot of uh, connectivity to these devices necessarily because they're being used in video conferencing and whatnot. And 
it, it leaves something that's ripe for attack because you have so many vectors. You have the, the device itself. You have the service the device is using. Um, you have the, the, the other end of the connection. You have the meeting invite. You have the, fact, the, the user behavior. Um, all these things start to add up to vulnerabilities over vulnerabilities. And, and it ranges from you know, somebody showing up on one of your video calls and, and making a scene all the way down to some sort of industrial espionage. And, and, and some of the meeting services, it, it, it gets fairly easy to get fairly targeted because you start having like jane.doe at the end of the URL. Everything else is the same. Um, and when, when you know that you wanna get on Jane Doe's conference calling system, you try things like Jane, you know, uh, uh, whatever the vanity URL for the, the company that Jane Doe works at is, because you, you're going to know that format, and you just add jdoe to it, or jane.doe, or Jane Doe, all, all one word. There's only so many per permutations, because you know what? Jane Doe uh, is going to be using some permutation of um, that name. Uh, what's more, um, a lot of firms will just use the same username as they use for the email addresses. So if her email address is, you know, jdoe at somecompany.com, you know dollars to no nuts, it's probably jdoe at the end of that URL. Long story short, you can start stalking your conference calls. Good advice, Charles. Charles Henderson, Global Managing Partner and Head of X-Force Red at IBM. If somebody wants to connect with you, Charles, what's the best way they can do that? Twitter is always great. Angus underscore TX on Twitter. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn and you can hit us up at www.ibm.com slash Xforce Red and uh, uh, read all about the team and find our con uh, contact information there. Thanks again, Charles. And find more of my interviews right here or go to tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching.